Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. I've got with me uh, via the magic of the telephone, Nada Edwards. Nada, welcome in. Doug, uh, again, it's been a long time since I've been on. Again, y'all been doing a couple podcasts without me. I start getting nervous every time y'all go about 10, 10 episodes without, when I'm not on. It, it gets it gets kind of uh, unwieldy. Well, I, I, totally, I totally understand that, but we have cut it down to two episodes now in the summer. So it True. it, it hasn't it's been, it may be a long time span, but it has not been a long episode span. But we're happy to have you back, and we've got a couple of hot topics uh, to get to, including some chatter about Gerald Wallace possibly having his number retired a- as a member of the Bobcats, but it would technically be retired uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. So some interesting stuff there. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, plus, we've got some Jersey news on the way. Some news about Nike taking over. Uh, the NBA jerseys for next season. But first, I got this email from our good friend, Effin Nick. Effin Nick mm. says, loved the game manager conversation from last episode. Don't know if you caught that, Nada. Uh, but last week, I was home alone. No producer Katie. She was away for work. And I talked about how if you're home alone and you, ha- and you have a roommate or you, you have a significant other who you live with and you, you're home alone suddenly – it, it, it uh, keeping, you go crazy. Well, keeping the house together becomes like managing a game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because you, then you're the, absolutely when two. Yeah, when two becomes one, it's a little tougher to keep the household in order. So I said I'm more like a like a backup point guard that's a game manager. So I'm I'm not going to hurt the house. Like the house wasn't a mess, but I was definitely picking my spots. Yeah, yeah. I, here's the thing. You just don't want to be Kevin McAllister. You don't want to be Kevin McAllister <laughs> and everything is messed up. Like there's a shelf that, that nearly comes down. You don't want to be Kevin McAllister when it comes to being at home alone. So, I, I mean, I completely understand where you, again, you want to just manage your spots, contain the mess, run everything right. perfectly. Play yeah. con- that's right. Play contain. Exactly. And exactly. F and Nick goes on to say, only thing I would caution is that you have to find something to own in your game, whether that be dishes, vacuuming, something. If you stay pat at just defense on everything, you may end up like Ramon Sessions, just bouncing from relationship to relationship. So thanks for that email, Evan Nick. Uh, That's actually really solid advice. It's a great point. You can't be a master of none when it comes to household chores, or you may find yourself uh, the master of no relationship. I'm the king of taking out the garbage. And 
changing out light bulbs and smoke detectors, that's that's my guess. I'm basically the LeBron James of changing out light bulbs. I'm just going to say that. LeBron, ja- LeBron James of changing out light bulbs. Okay. That's where We're, my strength lies. You know what? Uh, I will give you that one today. We will give because we got some other stuff we got to get into. But I will give you the LeBron James. What are you? Oh, what are you? What What's your one thing? What's your one thing you like in household? Thing, like I'm, I've got the dishes. Yeah, the dishes, the dishes. It it takes it takes a while sometimes, but the dishes with no dishwasher. I might add. Oh, oh, yeah, old school. Yeah, hand washing. You're playing without a three point line at that point. Yes, I am. Okay, I'm Pistol Pete right now. <laughs> All right, Pete Gwelly, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer for the Charlotte Hornets, friend of the show, was nice enough to throw us a bit of news to talk about on Twitter yesterday, tweeting in a response to someone requesting that former Bobcats all-star Gerald Wallace have his number retired. Gwelly writes, consider it considered. So, nada. Should the Hornets not only consider retiring Gerald Wallace's number three, but actually do it? See, I'm afraid to give my answer because if you were on Twitter and you happen to follow me, I got bombarded by people saying Love it. that I, he should, but I really do. I'm I'm really a fan of keeping Gerald Wallace. And, and, and I mean, if you're going to honor a Bobcat, Gerald Wallace is the guy. He's the guy that kept the lights on during the Charlotte Bobcat era. And if we're talking about... If we're honestly talking about who's deserving and if we're talking about just other things in terms of just guys that were out there in the community and we're talking about just impact, if we're talking about everything that matters, then Gerald Wallace is the guy. And also, I guess my other thing is if you're going to go and bring in and do Dell. And you're going to retire Dell's number, which is most likely going to happen. I Uh, guess. Is it? I have a feeling it is. Well, so here's the thing. So you're you're changing the conversation a little bit. I like this debate tactic that you're already employing. You're changing you're changing the 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 rules here. So we're not we don't have to honor anyone from the Bobcats. That's not that's not the thing. Should they just based on the merits of Gerald Wallace's tenure in Charlotte, should they retire the number? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because he was the guy that kept the lights on. I'm not sure we get to a point where the Hornets are back without Gerald Wallace. That's how important he was. So you're, you're, you're basing this really on a, a lot of emotionality, a lot of narrative in terms of him carrying this franchise, helping them get to their first playoff appearance and and essentially as you put it keeping the lights on but i think if you if you just look see here well let me let me just say this first i am basically i'm a strict constructionist when it comes to retiring jerseys i don't believe in retiring the sixth man or in seattle when they when they retired the 12 i'm just i'm not into that um Mm -hmm. i i understand the only ones that i will give are the um, the sort of the the honorary ones where maybe a player uh, dies suddenly or unfortunately or or does contribute monumentally to the foundation of the franchise. I understand those, but in terms of a of a player on the court, I think you really have to reach 
a certain uh, uh, almost almost Hall of Fame level. I'm not saying that you have to be a Hall of Fame player, but I think you have to reach that that pinnacle to be considered for that kind of honor. And I don't think that Gerald Wallace, I don't think that his numbers really support that. And I think if you start sort of lowering your standards and saying, well, you know, if you consider him within that era of Bobcats basketball, then he was certainly the best and meant a lot to the franchise. Once you start lowering those standards, I think you're you're saying something about your franchise in terms of settling for mediocrity. I guess, I guess, and this is something that obviously, if you follow me on Twitter, you're gonna hear, you you'll see, heard me say. But if Memphis is going to retire Zach Randolph's number, I would argue that Gerald Wallace was just as important. And Memphis has done probably more so far. The Grizzlies have done more in basketball, made it further in basketball so far than the Charlotte Hornets have. But, not, but he led them to multiple playoff series. True. I, and the big difference is that Chris Wallace knew what he was doing while Gerald Wallace, unfortunately, had to deal with Bernie Bickerstaff. I want to continue this conversation, but first I got to talk about SeatGeek. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with, with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats to the concerts and the shows that I want to go to. I actually just used SeatGeek uh, just a few minutes ago, in fact, to buy tickets to Toad the Wet Sprocket. Nada. That's a throwback. You 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 would buy tickets to Toad the Wet Sprocket. I haven't <laughs> At heard the that, neighborhood that band theater in years. <laughs> years, and Doug. That's right. SeatGeek even has tickets for 90s bands that you didn't even know still existed and, and that are playing at the neighborhood theater in Noda. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals and to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O-N-B-A. That's L-O-N-B-A to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Okay, back to this conversation. Should the Hornets retire Gerald Wallace's number three, put it in the rafters, it would be the first uh, player to be retired for sort of on-the-court service. Of course, they lifted, uh, they got Bobby Phil's jersey retirement back uh, when they converted uh, back into the the Hornets and, and uh, pulled all those records together. And that's another thing, too. You see a lot of people on Twitter saying, look, Gerald Wallace was not a Charlotte Hornet. He was a Charlotte Bobcat. I would, they want to forget the dark days. They want to put those things in the past. And honoring Gerald Wallace would would sort of be recognizing that past. Uh, what say you to the? In, in fact, one of your friends said mm-hmm. this on Twitter. Not a Julian. Yeah, Julian Council, who happens to work for um, the game in Nashville. I, I trust me. I completely understand that. I also think it's very irrational. I I do think that we're honoring Charlotte professional basketball history. That I think that's the delineation is 
you want to put it, you don't want to put it in Hornets colors. You want to put it in Bobcats colors, something I don't think is going to happen, but you want to say we're basically making a blended NBA history, kind of like full house or the Brady bunch or something like that. Then yeah, let's just say this is blended Charlotte NBA history. I think just respecting the history of what, of, because unfortunately it's, it's almost like, you gotta, in order to get a prince or a princess, you gotta kiss some toads. The Bobcats were kissing toads. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and I don't listen. I don't want to discount what Gerald Wallace did for Charlotte in his tenure. He basically, I mean, he came in when the franchise uh, rebegan uh, in the franchise draft, and he was playing what nine minutes per game as a member of the Sacramento Kings off mm-hmm. the bench, and then he suddenly comes to Charlotte. And averages 30 plus minutes a game for six seasons. Does have the all star season when he averaged a double double, 18 and 10 from the small forward position. Uh, that's something the Hornets have not had for a while in, in the small forward position. So still I'm certain, the best defender in the fran- in franchise history. Too, best defender really and honest. and and played above the rim in a yeah. way that. I don't know that the franchise has really had that type of player since he since he left. So I'm not discounting what Gerald Wallace did. I'm just saying there will come a day when they do retire a a jersey. And and I hope it's for a player that really has a shot to be a Hall of Famer, that really has a shot to be an all-timer. And that's the other thing, too. If you retire Gerald Wallace's jersey, then what are you saying about Larry Johnson? Alonzo Mourning, and I'll throw to you Del Curry. And, and the reason I don't think they will put Gerald Wallace in the rafters is because they had an opportunity last season and the season before that to honor Del Curry by putting his jersey in the rafters. And they gave, and he's done things both on the court and off the court as, as a member of the broadcast team. And instead, they decided to honor him the same way that they did Alonzo Mourning with a little honeycomb that they put in the arena. True. And so I think, I, look, if if you if you're gonna honor, I think you could honor Gerald Wallace. Let's put a honeycomb and and sort of honor that Bobcats era, but but sort of wrap it in a Hornets package, just like they're doing the statistics. But I don't know about putting that jersey in the rafters. That's a big thing. I guess I guess I don't have. I'm not married to the retirement of the jersey with as such being a high standard. I mean the Miami again. The Miami Heat have retired. Dan Marino's number is retired down there. Like I really am not married to this, <laughs> this idea. Well, again, yeah, but the, that, see, that's it. That's what I don't want to happen to the Charlotte Hornets, where it becomes. The, listen, I feel like it's hard enough for the Charlotte Hornets and for any franchise of their. Uh, in terms of market size, their level to to have legitimacy within the national conversation. And I think mm-hmm. if you start doing things like the Miami Heat have done with their jersey retirements, it only feeds into that. It only feeds into that sense that Charlotte is not, you know, can't play with the big boys, can't have the big boy jersey retirements. They've got to do the small boy jersey retirements. No, like, like no, you, you, you reserve it. You, you keep that hope alive that you're going to have an all-time player that not only the city of Charlotte can get behind as a jersey retirement, but the NBA recognizes as someone that is on the level 
with a Michael Jordan, a Paul Pierce that just got his jersey retired for the Boston Celtics, that it's on that level of player, a Reggie Miller, an all-timer. I get I get that, but I also, I, I guess that's my thing, though. Why are we going by anyone else's standards? Why aren't we going by our own? Because if we're honest, LJ does deserve a, a retirement jersey. Uh, his jersey retired here. So does Alonzo Mourning. So does, and, and I do believe Del Curry deserves it. But we gotta again. We have to set standards of importance for ourselves. This let's just acknowledge Charlotte basketball history. I'm not saying that you gotta keep up with the high standards. Not everybody can be the Lakers. Not everybody can be the Celtics. Well, let's listen, just, the Celtics it, are running out of numbers. That's their exactly. problem. <laughs> exactly. Charlotte certainly does not have that issue. Yeah, not everybody can be the be the Yankees. I think certain guys deserve honors for not only just starting professional sports in this town, like uh, guys like LJ and guys like Zoe and Del Curry, guys who, who have been here, who have franchise record numbers. I mean, I guess that's the thing. I'm not married to this idea of high standards. I just believe that if like if we're going to mark how important these guys are, in terms of the of the Charlotte professional fabric, then I think you you can retire their jerseys. I'm not going to say they should or that they will. Actually, no, I am saying they should because <laughs> I was going to say that that was your thesis. No, that that is my thesis. I'm I'm saying that they should. I'm absolutely saying that they should. Number two should be retired. Number thirty three should be retired. Number thirty should be retired. So I put it out to our Twitter followers, and it was fifty. It was close. One hundred ninety six votes. Fifty two percent no. Forty eight percent yes. And we did get a few responses as well. I'll read a few of those if Twitter wants to cooperate with me. Uh, Mr. Front Page says, why though? Because he was the best player for three to four years on a team that made playoffs once. Not enough. And uh, D-Train for Life says, not retire, maybe honor, along with several others. And uh, Roy saying, get a ring first, then retire the guy's number. I know the team needs rafter decor, but let's not be that desperate. Earn it with a championship. So Roy wants an NBA title before anyone gets the retirement. Yeah, uh, you may be waiting a while. <laughs> hey, here's a, we're going to move on, but here's a little trivia for you. The Bobcats traded Gerald Wallace to the Portland Trailblazers in a cost-cutting and talent-cutting maneuver after a disappointing follow-up to their first playoff season. The general manager of the Portland Trailblazers at the time... Rich Show. That would be none other than current Hornets GM Rich Show. And according to SB Nation's Mike uh, Prada at the time, the Bobcats initially... Wanted to swap Gerald Wallace for Nick Batum. That's right. But the Trailblazers were not interested. The Bobcats eventually snagged two conditional first rounders, and the rest, as they say, is tank history. Yeah. Want to take a quick second to tell you about something we've started here on Locked On Hornets. It's a way for you to get access to more Hornets content, more Locked On Hornets content. Support the show. It's only a buck a month. It's called Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash L-O-H. There's a link in the description of this episode. Get exclusive interviews and access to content before anyone else. Check it out, patreon.com slash L-O-H, and help keep our hive alive. Okay, so I wanted to talk about 
these new jerseys that they have going on, mm-hmm. uh, Nike taking over. I kind of want to say, can you come back Thursday? Can we save this for when David can join us? Yes. Okay, yes. because I know he has a lot of thoughts about fashion and the NBA, so I don't want to leave him out of this conversation. He was having some tech difficulties this morning, so mm-hmm. we'll get him back on Thursday. We'll talk about jerseys. Let's talk about this news that we got yesterday. The Hornets are working out several options for their third point guard position. They're on the hunt. They will be working out Donald Sloan, Norris Cole, Isaiah Kanan, and J.J. Frazier for that third point guard position, according to multiple reports. We'll start with this question, Nada. What does this mean for Briante Weber? Goodbye. That's what it means. That's what it means. And to be quite frank, Briante has no one to blame but himself. When you put together that middling of a performance during the summer league, Mm-hmm. You have no one to blame but yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot blow by guys that are going that are going to struggle to make D league rosters. You have no one to blame but yourself. When the jump shot is nowhere near NBA caliber, you have nobody to blame but yourself. And I mean, un- like I like him. I think Briante Weber is a great story. I think that he did help for a couple of games. But unfortunately, in this era, you either have to be able to hit a jump shot or get to the rim. And if he can't do either, what's he out there for? Yeah, when they brought him in midway through last season, it was a time when the Hornets needed uh, toughness. They needed a defensive mentality to come in and really change the game. And he did that. And I think they were really hoping that his ability to run the offense would also come along and and it and, and run that second unit offense and and it really did not and mm-hmm. you hoped that he had a little bit of an off season to kind of get some things figured out and come back in the summer league and show that he could do that and he was mm-hmm. you know point guard number 1 for that summer league team and I just personally didn't think that he showed e- enough in terms of being able to make others better in terms of not turning the ball over or making silly plays. And and it just feels like he's got a ways to go in terms of figuring out how to run an NBA offense and not, it just looks like he was hurried. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's like the game was a little too, still a little too fast for him and he's been at it for a while. And, and you can't say, you know, Briante, uh, and I think he had a fair point that in the situations that he was put in in Miami and Golden State, wasn't really given a legitimate opportunity to show what he could do. I think the Hornets gave him every opportunity that they could. But yes, I agree with you. This signals to me that they are looking for another option with that third point guard position. So let's just run down these names. Uh, Donald Sloan played in China last season. He last played in the NBA in 2016 for the Brooklyn Nets where he started 33 games, averaging 7 points, 4.4 assists, and shooting 38% from three. Norris Cole also played in China last season before signing with the Thunder and playing in 13 games. Of course, he also played for a couple of championship teams with the Miami Heat. Isaiah Kanan will be entering his fifth year, played 39 games for the Bulls last season, averaging 15 minutes, 4.6 points, 36% from the field, and 26% from three. J.J. Frazier is an undrafted rookie out of Georgia Tech. He's 5'9 in shoes. Not a, it's not very, that's no. me. I'm, no. That's me, I'm me right now. I'm 5'9, five, 5'10. Five, five, 140 pounds, very small, but averaged 19 points per game in 2016 17 for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. So, you know, he can score, 
but very small. Let me tell you who's not getting the, the third point guard position. Let me just tell you who's All right, let's not. cross some names off. Here we go. Who you got? Uh, Frazier is definitely not. Okay. Too small. Too small as a third point guard. Um, I think if we're going to handicap this, it's going to be between Norris Cole and Isaiah Cannon. What? Isaiah Cannon. Excuse me. I said Cannon, didn't I? Yeah. All yes. right. Oh. Isaiah Cannon. Really like I, I think it's between. I like that European pronunciation. Yeah, yes. No, no. It was very, it was very high. Again, you sounded cultured. When you did it. I, like that. I like that. I don't like, by the way, Isaiah Cannon. I'll get the name right as I'm about to put, oh, putting Cannon on blast. I don't like yeah. Cannon. I don't like this name at all because he coming into Chicago, the word on him out of Philly was that he was already kind of a one-trick pony, that he was a mm-hmm. guy that could shoot it, but they had converted him to shooting guard because... They, they they couldn't do anything with him at the point guard position. He's not he doesn't pass the ball very well. He doesn't move the ball very well. The ball kind of sticks in his hand. So when they moved him to Chicago, he basically became a catch and shoot shooting guard, and his uh, three point percentage fell through the floor. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'd stay away from Isaiah Cannon. I actually I mean, like Donald Sloan. Sloan Sloan is an interesting name because, because remember I, this is the a, third point guard position, Nada. Yeah, exactly. We're, this is the Brian Roberts position. In, in case of emergency break glass, that's how we have to look at this point guard situation right mm-hmm. now. You already have your two starters set. This is the guy. If one, if either one goes down, and I'm not even sure Malik Monk doesn't get a shot at the backup point guard role. Interesting. If point. that happens first, so. This guy may be the third, fourth option on a roster, and this is just a roster spot they have to fill. And mm-hmm. thankfully, Brian Roberts is overseas, so we don't have to worry about that being filled. So therefore, I'm kind of like I like Norris Cole, I like Donald Sloan, like you said, Cannon. I don't put all of Chicago on him because if we do that, we're gonna have to start look taking a look at MCW again, right? And I'd rather. But do you want to add two point two backup point guards from? Chicago that had a point guard issue last season and two point guards that struggled to shoot the basketball. I don't know. Here's what I'll say about Donald Sloan has the size 6'3, 200 plus pounds. He's uh, uh, definitely got a lot of strength. And, and here's my thing about the, the third point guard position. Okay. I think you have to look at that position as a replacement for Michael Carter Williams and not a replacement for Kimball Walker. Because, Agreed. Or, or not a replacement in the instance that Kimball Walker gets injured and you would have to elevate MCW to the point guard one position. I say that because if Kimball Walker goes down for extended time, you're, the team's done anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for depth, look for someone who can replace Michael Carter-Williams. And in that case, I would rather have Donald Sloan playing beside Kimball Walker or behind Kimball Walker than I would Norris Cole, who is 6'2", 175. He's on the he's on the smaller end as well. So also true. That that's my only thing. But again, this is the third point guard position. They need to they need to make sure they get a good player, get, get somebody that they're confident in that would fit well in the locker room. But there isn't, you know, as much pressure as a point guard two or or some other. You know positions that they would have to fill. So I do agree with that. The one thing I would say about, and I guess that's why I'm kind of handicapping this is Norris Cole being being the leader in the clubhouse because that kind of experience, that kind of ability to learn about NBA systems on the go, especially being the third point guard and possibly having to tutor 
um, uh, Malik Monk potentially on this or having to tutor MCW on this. You're looking for a guy that knows the systems. He's playing the Brian Roberts role where he's eventually going to be a coach. Yeah. And everything I've heard about Norris Cole is that he's one of the smarter minds. That's why he adapts so well. And basketball IQ. Yeah. And basketball IQ is something they really, really value uh, on this franchise. And he has playoff experience. I don't know if that matters as much when you're talking about a third point guard, but it might, it it might. might, it might. So, all right. Well, we'll pay attention to that. We'll we'll have well, as soon as they make a decision on that, we will have it for you here on Locked On Hornets. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the show. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks so much to our sponsor, Seat Geek. Download the free Seat Geek app and use our promo code L O N B A to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five-star review. It helps hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. If you have uh, questions and thoughts, be like F and Nick and send us an email at buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com or you can tweet us at Locked On Hornets. We're back again Thursday. We're going to talk about jerseys. We'll probably talk about this point guard position and much more. David will be back. Thanks so much uh, to my co-host, Nada Edwards. I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.